everyone needs a place where they can be free. Free to laugh, free to cry, free to question, free to fear, free to be. This is that place. Hello everyone, I'm your host Kelly and this is the Free To Be Podcast. So come on and join me for a cup of coffee as we sit back and chat and just have some real honest conversation. So today I have my very first guest on our show, uh, <laughs> my ride or die, my closest friend for the last 32, 31 years, <laughs> my little sister, Katie, welcome, and Noah. <laughs> Noah's our other guest today. Um, so sis, thanks seriously for being on my podcast today and coming and chatting with me a little bit. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself so we know who you are? <laughs> um, my name is Katie Esparza. I'm your little sister. Um, married the love of my life about four years ago. Our anniversary is coming up. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Just had our baby a couple weeks ago. Um, he's great. I'm just chilling. Um, yeah. Sweet, sweet Noah John. I'm pretty simple, so. Right. <laughs> Not much else about me. <laughs> Have two dogs, you know. Right. So. Hike, long walks on the beach. <laughs> long walks on the beach. So originally, from, we are originally from Ohio. We moved together down here to Nashville um, where you were going to college. And then you decided to, to move off. Yeah. To Colorado for a few years. Wow. <laughs> like six years, six yeah. years. Um, loved it. Wish it was closer. <laughs> or if teleportation was a thing, that'd be great. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to be having you back home, especially with little Noah. Um, and yeah, thanks for just coming on and kind of just chatting with me about some of this stuff, because I think especially, this is a topic that's going to come up a lot right now around the holidays, especially people are just kind of in this zone of not being okay, right? I mean, the holidays, especially now in 2020, is bringing on a totally different look. And um, we definitely, I mean, I'm one who always is going to start decorating like day after Halloween, you know, my stuff's up. But I know most people are jumping on this bandwagon this year because they want to bring extra joy yeah. to this year. But um, my Facebook feed is like full of people like decorating for Christmas. <laughs> Sean Kyle. And I'm like, see, we can do it. We can do it. <laughs> I know. Usually Andrew doesn't like me to um, put anything up before Thanksgiving, but I've given countless reasons every year why it needs to go up beforehand but i'm typically allowed to decorate before thanksgiving because usually i'm traveling so much in december oh. and so much work to decorate yes i get to enjoy it if i it's do true. It after thanksgiving so it's typically true. he lets me decorate before thanksgiving haven't really done it before halloween yet <laughs> this week. Kid, as great as he is, takes a lot of time. So right, it's so true. Very slow process decorating. Where I used to decorate within like a day. Yes, it might be like couple couple weeks, right? But um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are kind of jumping on the bandwagon, right, to kind of get stuff up because they're looking for some joy right now, and they're like, we just need to be happy. We just need to like feel warm and cozy and have all these good feels and even spark joy. The spark joy. 
Does this spark joy? Maybe we should go through my Christmas decorations and see. I have so many of them. Does this spark joy? No, it does not. They all spark joy. <laughs> but um, it's Christmas, right? Like, even though the thoughts and the decorations and stuff of the holidays and everything really triggers good memories for people. The holidays are also a really rough time for people, generally speaking. I mean, suicides are usually up over the holidays. Domestic violence is up over the holidays. There's a lot of things that are triggered with people, right? Because there's stress, of course, of just going to all the places and doing all the things. Although this year is probably not going to be the perfect gift. Right. Right. Got to make those zoom calls on time. Got to make those zoom. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what's going to happen. It's like, I got my pumpkin pie. You got yours. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's going to be interesting for sure. It's a whole new level of stress. <clears throat> a whole new level of stress. Exactly. But even in that though, too, like, I mean, there's like levels of pain that, just are kind of amplified over the holidays, right? So if you have like a loved one who's no longer there, especially if it's the first holiday that they're not with us, it's always just kind of amplifies that, mm-hmm. right? And so, I mean, people constantly try to get through the holidays or even just get through life of just being like, I mean, I'm okay. It's okay. Yeah. You know? I mean, it may even be worse this year with everybody not being able to be together. Right. You Maybe looking forward to thriving on that time that you get with family. And exactly. If people aren't doing that because of awesome COVID. Awesome COVID. <laughs> that could probably even make it even worse for a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think I just, I mean, I, in kind of even just thinking about some of this topic of it's okay to not be okay. Um, I was kind of just thinking about, you know, the pain that people have, like that's, that's usually why people aren't okay. Right. They have, there's some level of pain and like everyone has a story. Um, everyone has challenges that they've gone through in different seasons and trials that they've faced. But the root usually of that, of the challenge of it is pain, right? I guess I feel that like pain's the great equalizer. I know that we've kind of said COVID has been the great equalizer in our modern day, but really pain is the great equalizer because we all deal with pain and pain's never different for anyone. Mm -hmm. The only difference is the cause of the pain is the only thing really that varies. I mean, I don't know. We've both been through some really, really painful seasons and events in our lives. You know, so I don't like, would you like to share about any of those things that have just been kind of contenders for you that is like, wow, like that even now can be a source of pain? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, growing up, you know, we had a pretty broken home. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Um, mom and dad loved each other so much, but there was a lot of issues that they both had that yeah. they didn't really know how to deal with. You know? Right. And their own pain, really. Right. Their own issues, their own past hurts, their own baggage. Um, and that just came out in a really toxic way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the first like major quote trauma that I remember was probably um, them splitting up. Yeah. And, you know, mom leaving and just not really obviously now we have like more insight, you know, being an adult, you know, right. Exactly. And your parents share a little more with you, but you know, as a kid, you're just like, but why, you know? Why? Yeah. And I was like, what? 11, 10 or 11, 12. Maybe? Yeah. Maybe between 10 and 12. Um, when they actually 
separated. Yeah. But the toxicity right. was our entire childhood, really. Right, right. Um, and just like not understanding why you can just like work it out, you know? And, right. Um, I think that itself caused a lot of trust issues in both of us, you know? Exactly. And, um, and mom knows this, so we're not saying anything. Right. <laughs> we've we've talked this out with our parents. This yeah. is not <laughs> – we have good relationships there, now. Um, Spoiler. <laughs> there was a season there where, you know, she let people talk her into very toxic decisions. Right. And a lot of – some of those were not having us around. Right. And, you know, having that from your mom is just really hard. Yeah. And, um, especially – I know for both of us, we were both like in our teenage years, but me coming into an age where I'm like becoming a woman, right, all right, things, and you know, you don't have your mom around, or you don't feel like you can talk to your mom because right. she has all these other voices telling her how to act, as right? A mom. Um, is hard, and then having your dad with doing things that he's told you not to do your entire your entire life, life right? <laughs> Like, oh, all of a sudden it's okay to have a beer and all of a sudden it's okay to smoke and all of a sudden right. it's okay to do all these things. And um, where your entire life, it was like, don't do those. Those aren't good for you. They're not, you know, they're not yeah. healthy. They're not, you know, of God and things like that. Um, just really creates a lot of confusion. Yes. And then, you know, moving into boys and relationships mm-hmm. and, um, you know, in my 20s, I was in a very toxic relationship. I mean, yeah. Obviously, didn't start out toxic. Right. But it ended very toxic. Right. And um, just even not being able to see the toxicity in that until it was over. Yeah. It's something that I tried so hard to hang on to, um, that relationship, because I thought it's what I needed. I thought it right. was what god was leading me to colorado for like i thought all these things and i mean i look back now and i'm so thankful that right i didn't stay with that exactly because i mean i have the most amazing husband in the world Uh, he's awesome shout out kyle (laughs) um i have my beautiful son right you know we have this life and i just like think back sometimes to where i could be right and um even when I was presented to stay in that relationship, like having the people in my life to speak, speak truth about the toxicity of it. Mm-hmm. People who were friends with both of us. Right. You know, it's not like, oh, he sucks. Don't stay with him. You know? Right. Um, it was people who really loved and cared about both of us. Mm-hmm. Who were like, this is not healthy. Right. For either of you. For either of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting too, like being in those situations. Um, cause sometimes, yes, you do. There are times that you do have people speaking to you and saying, Hey, this is toxic. And there are times that you don't have people saying those things, but like you said, it's not usually until you're out of it. Like even in those times, there were times I remember having conversations with you, um, and just saying, Hey, I'm not in your everyday life, but I can see that this is toxic. And you would immediately get defensive about it, you know, and because you don't you're like, that's not true. Like, I don't see that. And even if you truly didn't see it at the time. Right. You're so blinded. But um, or even if you start to notice, but you're not wanting to accept that, you know, Um, that you can change. Oh, exactly. Because, you know, Hallmark you movies, you can always change the bad boy all the time, all the time. But I think, you know, 
even in that and in in um, the different perspectives um, that we have, we can learn so much mm-hmm. um, and obviously so thankful um, for even personally all of the situations that I had been in or experienced now out of it, looking back, you know, hindsight's 2020, of course, and um, seeing that and you can say, hey, now that I'm out of it, I can see how toxic I was. But it's kind of almost like um, the analogy of boiling a frog, right? If you throw the frog into hot boiling water, it's going to jump out. But if you keep the frog in water and slowly heat it up, it'll boil to death. And that's the same thing with toxic relationships, I feel, especially when they don't start out toxic. So I think um, even with some of that, like pain, it has so many different perspectives, right? And even in our situation where we both went through the divorce of our parents and we both lived through our parents just having a really toxic relationship um, growing up, we have different perspectives on that and we have different things that are kind of pain triggers for us. Um, I know that something that it taught me early on was that I kind of like took on this like protector role and I felt that like when our parents would argue, you know, there were so many times that I would like take you and go into another room or come into our room or whatever. And I remember at a young age just being like, don't cry, like, don't cry. You need to be strong for your sister. And it was never anything that like you told me I had to be strong for you or right. (laughs) Suck it up. I'm losing it. (laughs) But you know, our parents never said, Kelly, you need to be strong. Like no one ever said that. It was just something that I felt in myself like, okay, this is what I have to do. And I've seen that in a lot of different areas of my life, even into my adulthood, where when things happen or when crisis happens or, you know, just rough things are going on, I kind of take the mentality of suck it up, get through it. It'll be fine. You know, just put a smile on. You don't need to cry. And honestly, for the longest time, I couldn't cry. Like it took me years and like walking through so much healing to be able to get to a point that I could seriously, truly cry because I just had kind of taught myself not to, you know. And so even walking through just the same season, mm-hmm. people's perspectives and people's pain is totally different. Um, I mean, I even know like, you know, different people had different experiences, you know, even like through master's commission. Right. So there's, um, different people had tons of experiences, some that they're in therapy for now where I was just like, Oh, it's not that big of a deal. (laughs) Like, well, they didn't say that wasn't the nicest thing, but you know, it just affects people differently. Right. I mean, like words are powerful. And I know that like things have been said to me that I'm like, Oh, whatever. But then things have been said to you that have like totally shaped your life and your thought processes, you know, and we kind of all just have different experiences with that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I know like even in working when I worked at mercy, um, so I worked at this place called mercy ministries and, um, it is a residential facility for young women dealing with life controlling issues. Right. So when I, um, was working there, Some of these things that I even went through in my life, I feel like as an adult, like I would kind of just put them in the back of my head, like, Mm -hmm. eh, 
it's just life, you know, everyone deals with it. But man, when I was working at Mercy, I really felt like in talking to some of these girls that are coming through these programs uh, with issues of addiction or eating disorders or self-harming or whatever the case may be, and kind of talking to them about their past, I was like, wow, I dealt with a lot of that, you know? Um, I mean, you know, there are people talking about, um, you know, being in bad relationships, you know, like you said, like toxic relationships. And um, I mean, when I kind of look back at some of the things that were like really rough seasons for me, I mean, like I had the death of a boyfriend even at when I was like 13, you know, and like then other close friends close after that, you know, I think you're close to like 16 because you were driving, you were a driving age. I don't know. I don't think I was. Maybe. Maybe I was like 15. But still. (laughs) I was in middle school. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. That put me four years up from that. Yeah. Um, So. Like six years old. Right. (laughs) Obviously, my timetables are off. But still, you know, in like a high school age, going through something. Like that was probably the most traumatic thing I had gone through um, in my life up until that point. Obviously, you know, still growing up with, you know, mom and dad having the toxicity in our house and everything. But then having that point of, you know, losing someone so close to me and then several um, friends even after that um, and then going through our parents divorce. And I felt like it just kind of like rolled into all of these things where then I was in, you know, these other toxic relationships and, and, um, rolling into, you know, even into my adult life of like issues in our marriage and infertility, postpartum depression. Like there were so many times that I was like, wow, I am kind of one choice and one decision away from where some of these girls are now. Like the only difference really is our coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. and how we're choosing to cope with this and wake up, you know, every day um, dealing with some of these things. And I mean, I think honestly, one of the biggest things for me personally, as far as like healthy coping is having that root of the Lord in our life. Uh, Because we grew up in a Christian home, even though we had a very toxic um, you know, lived in a toxic environment. We still grew up in a Christian home. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You can still have Jesus be, be angry. Well, I mean, come on. Right. I mean, let's, let's just be honest. So when you're talking about like stuff that goes on in the church and mm-hmm. everyone expects Christians to be perfect and that's, right. I mean, that's, that's just ludicrous. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Wow. Gosh, there's so much to unveil with that, too. That could be like a whole nother podcast in and of itself. Right. (laughs) Uh, Look for that on a later episode. Um, You don't have to be perfect. Right. (laughs) So. (laughs) So we. um, She should be your next guest. Oh, yes. Get Mary Magdalene on here. That would be awesome. Um. But just even having that root of things, you know, so you would when I went through some of these things and I'm sure that there were times that you went through different things, too, that you would really kind of start to question God. It's like, OK, Lord, you seem very distant right now. Yeah. Where are you? Do you even exist? Like, 
there's times that you get angry at God. I mean, there's times that I have cursed at God and yelled and screamed at him and, you know, just argued with him. And I mean, you know, he can take that. So that's good. But I mean, (laughs) he's got thick skin, but, um, (laughs) Oh, does he even have skin for that on a later episode? Does God have skin? But you know, I, I, you all these I feel you are. This is great. <laughs> this is great. I do feel that um, ultimately. Let's sidebar on uh, coping mechanisms because mine is humor. I try to make like, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting all serious about stuff, and I'm like, did Jesus? Have- <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Did God have skin? <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Yes. Your coping mechanism Let's for sure is humor. Hold on, this is getting a little serious. Let's bring in. <laughs> oh gosh, that's awesome. Um, I had totally lost my dream. No, you're fine. Okay. Oh yes. So basically, um, even though I would question God a lot, just having that root of Christianity in my life. I still was able to see and like having the Holy Spirit able to see him working in things, Mm -hmm. even if it was a little bit later down the road, like I could see him working in things. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Someone really should write that. (laughs) Someone really should write that. And we should sing it in our church all of the time. (laughs) He, He really is. I know he's a miracle worker. He is. And he's a promise keeper. <laughs> Not the old school age. <laughs> that is exactly where my mind went as well. Not the men's program. Oh, a shout out, AG. Um, and not the crazy AG <laughs> play with snakes like <laughs> not crazy we, we were a part of the AG Assemblies of God Church and our churches up in the north never handled snakes. We're just gonna say that right now. No, I would crazy backwoods one. <laughs> crazy. You gotta watch. You gotta watch. But yes, I mean going through all those seasons and looking back, you can definitely see where God was still in it, you know? Right. And I mean, we've even talked recently about where I'm like, you're like, Oh, the Lord, tell me this and this. And I'm kind of like, that'd be nice to hear from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And again, I kind of say it like flippantly, but I mean, I'm even in that season now where I'm like, I have been praying and asking for things that I'm like, Lord, is this thing on? Right. <laughs> Do you hear me? Right. Are we talking? Um, this is supposed to be a two-way combo here, right? I, I know. Everyone says this is a two-way conversation, and I'm just not hearing anything. Just crickets. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be really hard. It's just mm-hmm. like having that faith that like, okay, you know, as funny as we were just making of that song, <laughs> which I love that song, by the way. Um, it's like, okay. Even though, even though I don't feel you, I know you're here. Even right. though I don't see exactly what you're doing, I know that you're working. And right. It's just kind of like having that faith. And maybe that's the season that I'm in where I'm right. like, okay, like even if I'm not, you know, right there in your face, mm-hmm. you're still going to have faith that I'll show up. Yeah. And um, I mean, I've always even loved, you know, the story in Daniel with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or Rakshak and Benny. <laughs> Shout out veggies. I know. Um, But, you know, they say, 
you know, our God is able to save us, but even if he doesn't, he's still good. And right. He's still God. And, you know, there's, you know, that Mercy Me song, you know, even if, like, right. if you don't show up, my hope is in you. Even if you don't show up, my faith is in you. Mm-hmm. And not that he's not going to show up, but not maybe the way we think. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And so, like, I don't know, kind of along those lines of, like, it's okay to not be okay. Right. Just coming to the realization that it is okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. It is okay to fight depression. It is okay to right. struggle. It is okay to question your faith. It's not okay to stay there. It's mm-hmm. not okay to stay down. Mm-hmm. And once you realize that, I think it's easier to climb up. Right. You know? And so, um, yeah, like having people that you can talk to and be real and honest with. Like, right. This is what I'm struggling with. And just being able to talk about your struggles and talk about the things that you're going through or the things you have gone through um, can really help in you saying like, okay, it is not desolate. It's not whatever. Like I even have people who have come to me recently talking about struggles that they're having. They're like, you know, I've let you down. I've let God down and stuff. And I'm like, right. you haven't because you realize that you're dealing with something. Right. Exactly. And it's like when you're in complete denial about the fact that you're going through something or like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. And even though you can say that and, you know, I think that we all say that sometimes like, oh, I'm fine because you don't need to divulge your whole life to everybody all the time. You really don't. Um it's a whole other topic. Right. <laughs> Use like the door analogy where, you know, you have all these people who are on the outside, other side of an open door. Right. Mm-hmm. And then as you close the screen door, it's fewer people and mm-hmm. less stuff through. Mm-hmm. And as you close the glass door, there's even fewer people. Right. And there's some people that are glass door people. Yeah. There's some more people that are screen door people. Right. But your deepest, like, intimate moments and your, you know, deepest struggles really should only be shared with, like, the glass door people. Right. Because the whole world doesn't need to know every single thing that you're struggling with. That's so good. As we're talking on the podcast about our deepest struggles. Right. <laughs> going on the world wide web. But just, like, in your daily life, like, right. you don't need to post every single struggle on social media. Because right. you don't need all those voices. Exactly. It gets it gets crowded. Exactly. It's loud. Exactly. And God's not in the loud. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it even says that in the Old Testament, I think with Elijah, maybe. I don't remember. It's in one of the Samuels um, <laughs> where, you know, God's in the thunder, but he's also in the whisper of the wind. Right. Exactly. And sometimes you really need to shut out those voices because not every voice is going to be beneficial. Right. And not every voice is going to lead you out of the not okay seasons mm-hmm. you know some people are going to drag you further down right because they're down yeah you know and so just having a grasp of who you're actually confiding in in these moments because you do need people you know mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that have really sucked about covid is like i know for me personally with everything that we've gone through it's really easy for me to like recluse yeah and just kind of like chill and then having a baby and being like confined to the house right like, hmm Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to go anywhere. I'm good. Right. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm good. <laughs> and um, like I've noticed myself being like okay with being alone, mm-hmm. and that's not okay. Right. You know, it's you need we need to get out of the house, Noah. <laughs> 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 Noah's Noah's social. He thrives when he's around people. <laughs> um, which is great, but yeah, like even just like getting out of the house and going on a walk, like mm-hmm. air, right? My lungs, Fresh like, air. Like, <laughs> Um, yeah, I lost my train because I have mom brain, but <laughs> no, no, th- I mean, those are all really, 
really awesome things and awesome points and having people around you is so, so important. And, um, which is, you know, kind of why we're even doing this, you know, is because there are people that don't have that and finding some place where even you can find people that have the same desire to move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, and even if, you know, honestly, you know, if I post this and, we have this up on social media and, and there's, you know, a small group of people that find other people on that page that they can confide in um, and become more like inner circle people or glass door people. Like you said, I mean, that's that's worth it. You know, this this whole thing isn't to facilitate this huge platform for everyone to spill out all of their things to this huge open door, but it's to facilitate a platform and a way for people to start the discussion and get in those smaller groups of people and have those people there, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing to see too, like what, as far as coping, um, it's been awesome for me to see like, what was the reason that I walked through this season, Mm -hmm. you know, or what is the reason I am walking through this season? And I remember something really specific when we were walking through um, infertility that, um, gosh, everyone would tell me, you know, oh, it's God's timing. It's God's timing. And can I, that is so annoying to hear when you are like, yeah, it's like, like, come on. Right. (laughs) A, I realize it's God's timing. A side note for anybody who has people dealing with infertility, because not only, have I walked through with you, but like one of mm-hmm. those friends walked through mm-hmm. for a while. Really, just don't say anything. <laughs> just be like, I'm here for you. How can I right. support you? Yeah. Don't say everything happens for a reason. When are you going to have kids? Stop asking that. You right. Anybody. Just My stop. Because you don't know if people are walking through. You never know. But yeah, just be there for people. Don't don't ask questions. If they want to talk, they'll talk. Exactly. <laughs> don't ask questions. Exactly. Exactly. And giving them, you know, a place to talk is a good thing. Right. But yeah, gosh, stop. And stop giving people unsolicited advice oh that's so good that's a great sidebar but so right exactly oh my gosh done so the you know and i know people mean well like i get that but sometimes you need to shut your mouth but uh, it's not helpful right so the the biggest thing i would hear right is all that like it's oh he's in control it's his timing yada yada yes god has a plan and those are just have a plan Those are things that are so hard sometimes to um, to hear constantly. Right. And then you almost feel it's like, okay, well, I'm broken. Right. Or I guess I'm not in God's plan. Right. Yeah. Well, cool. I guess he wrote me out of that story. (laughs) I guess my plans and his plans don't mesh and, you know, all those things. I guess God's supposed to give me the desires of your heart, but whatever. Right. Like, I feel this is a planted desire, but. It definitely can almost cause more harm than good. Yes. Yes, it can. I remember in the thick of it, someone had shared with me and they were like, you know what? I know that probably a lot of people are telling you it's all about God's time. And that is true. But even more so, like, this is about God's time in the life of your children. Like, God has a plan specifically. And I mean, we weren't, you know, expecting this time, obviously. So we have two boys now. But like, God, God had a very specific time when he wanted Joshua born. Right. God, and for his purpose, right? Like, if I would have had Joshua when we started, then he would be 
nine now, right? He might not even be Joshua. Well, it's true. He might not even be – he wouldn't be Joshua. He'd be someone else. He might have the same name, but – Right, but totally different DNA, right? I know um, John always is like, you don't realize, like, you won the lottery. Like, the fact that you are who you are at the time that you are here – like, there is a million other chances that you could have been born. Right. Like, just, you know, science. We don't need to go into that. Right. I feel like if you're listening, exactly. you should know how babies are made. <laughs> don't get off the internet. <laughs> you're too young to be on it. Um, but just, like, the DNA that's in all the different yeah. cells. Right. <laughs> and things that combine just makes so many different people. Yes. Even your two boys, they have the exact same DNA, but they're so different. Yes. And having a baby, you know eight or nine years ago right. would have been a completely different child. Right. Um, and it's just crazy to think about. Yeah, exactly. But even to know and even to see um, both of my children now, but especially Joshua, because he is the oldest and he's almost six and he just has kind of more going on in his life and he has more circles that he's in now, you know, getting into school and he's in baseball and stuff. And I can see the influence that he's having in people's lives. And it's like, wow, like God really has a specific plan for him with these specific people that he's around right now that if I had a kid or, you know, like several years ago that it wouldn't, it wouldn't be, walking out this plan. You know what I mean? Like that child wouldn't be walking out this plan. And so like really trusting the Lord in that and understanding and realizing that like these, like we are walking through this for a reason, right? Like even our parents getting divorced, right? We had such an amazing opportunity, although we couldn't see it at the time to be like praying and interceding for restoration of our family. And God did that. Yeah. You know, I mean, our parents got divorced and it was really nasty. It was really ugly for a while. And then we saw restoration and then getting remarried and even, you know, being on the other side of that now and like currently married and happy. Right. Yes. (laughs) But like I've thought too sometimes like even, you know, we go over there almost every Sunday for, you know, dinner or whatever, most Sundays. And I've thought several times being there and especially like with our kids and stuff there. And, and even though it's just you and I as siblings, it's like, man, that could have looked. Yes. How different that could have looked. Um, but also just how amazing it is that like the perspectives that we can talk about these things from and the people that we can minister to. And, you know, even like I chose to move to Rockford to kind of escape that. And I, that was a very selfish thing. And I'm really sorry because I left you behind. But, um, talk about things that we had to learn to do. Right. I can't lean on anybody. So I'm <laughs> pull up my bootstraps and do it myself. <laughs> so I was like, well, this is a perfect opportunity to leave because this is like drama is happening everywhere. But like, my sister's young and impressionable. She'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, you know, like, my time there and the growth that I had on the Lord there and the lifelong relationships that I had there are really what, you know, I got out of that, you know, and even going through infertility, like there's so much that I've been able to speak into other people's lives and, um, just even trusting and believing. And I know that even from here on out, it's like, like, another song, you know, you've like, I've seen, you've done this before you've worked before. And I know that you're going to do that again. You know what I mean? Like, like even in these times that you see and that you feel like, God, you're so far away. Mm-hmm. You've seen him work before. Right. 
you know, without a shadow of a doubt that those things happen because of the Lord mm-hmm. and you know, he's going to do it again. Right. You know, like he, his promises are yes and amen. Yeah. And his word does not return void. Mm-hmm. And that is such a powerful thing. I think that we can hold on to, right. you know, so anything else you would like to add? In I, wrapping up, I think I have all my comedic relief out. <laughs> all your comedic relief. That's awesome. I'm gonna have you on every podcast. <laughs> just, like a sidebar. <laughs> just yes. Just unmute real quick, right? <laughs> as long as we can mute you when we need. <laughs> sound clips. Sound, sound clips. Then. Perfect. <laughs> we'll do sound clips of Katie. That's awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on. And I just, I think this dialogue was great. I think it's things that people need to hear. I think um, starting this conversation is important and, you know, having this dialogue is important. So, um, like I said, I'm going to be posting this stuff up, up on social media and really hoping that people will kind of go over there and just kind of start these conversations and, you know, even make these connections and um, kind of just be able to talk a little bit about our pain and how we cope and um, just the importance of all that. A little bit about coping mechanisms, but I think that's important to find what works for you. Yeah. I mean, right. Um, if you follow the Lord and stuff like that might be your quiet time. Right. Just listening to some awesome worship music mm-hmm. or just like having that moment. Um, or I know for me, not only do I do that, but also like, doing yoga and just right. like working out like something that's a release yeah can really help and so it's like no matter what you're going through you need to have a coping mechanism exactly um and so whether that is like super christian based or right. not like there's ways to cope in a healthy way yes whether you are a christian or not exactly not everyone who listens to this might be a christian which is right awesome <laughs> but i mean you should love jesus it's <laughs> pretty cool um but like find Find those people. Yeah. Find those people that you can be real with because, I mean, like we said, it's okay to not be okay. Exactly. You can't stay there. Yeah. No one can stay in the pit and the quicksand forever. Um, And you need to help have those people that can help pull you out. Yeah. And maybe not even pull you out, but help, like, give you the building blocks to build your way up. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Or, like, throw your rope. So just finding those healthy coping mechanisms and, like, drinking and... Finding it in the love of somebody else is not healthy coping mechanisms. Right. Finding ways to deal with your issues um, in a healthy way, whether you have to get professional help or not. And there's nothing wrong with absolutely going to see like a therapist or a doctor. It could be like, I mean, it could be like chemical imbalance, things like that. There's no shame in in that. And there's no stigma around it, but there's no, I mean, we're both psychology majors. Right. (laughs) Through it. And, um, have walked through even fighting our own right hereditary chemical yes. losses of stuff. So um, there's no no shame in getting help where you actually need it. Exactly. So just make sure that you're healthy. That's great. Awesome. Thank you again. Yeah. Thank you for joining me today. And as I said before, the heart behind this podcast is really to create a place for real conversation and discussion. So if you've enjoyed this discussion, I urge you to go ahead, hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified of more discussions that I post. And I invite you to join me on this journey as we discover together what it really looks like to be free.